Grace, peace, and mercy is yours from the triune God. Amen. Here we go. It's Palm Sunday, the beginning of Holy Week. The day we remember Jesus' so-called triumphal entry into Jerusalem. And once again, I am confronted with my own cynicism. And I've been thinking a lot about regret this week, which is a real winning combination. (laughs) In an act of what can only be called morbid reflection, I've been thinking about some of the more stupid decisions in my life. Events and choices that when I look back on them, I cringe. The perm my mother gave me when I was 10. That boyfriend who was mean to me, who I kept around for way too long. That horrible tattoo some junkie gave me when I was laying in his apartment. The thing I did that one time. The promise I never kept. There's so many regrets to choose from. Sometimes, even in my good intentions, still it ended in a broken relationship. And sometimes I was just mean and selfish from the get-go. We all have regrets. But while some of my mistakes are undeniably some real doozies, unlike some of you, the one mistake I never, ever made was having big hair in the 80s. You know who you are. (laughs) But I wonder if the nature of regret and the practice of morbid reflection itself is in some way rooted in the idea that we think we are different now. And were we in the same situation knowing what we know now, we would never choose to steal that toy when we were 12, or drive drunk when we were 20, or ever, ever have bad hair. We like to think it's true that given the opportunity to go back and do things differently, that we would. We would, as improved, wiser people, make completely different choices because we're better versions of ourselves now. And I kind of think that's true, and I kind of don't think that's true. I mention this because I realized this week how uncomfortable the Palm Sunday story always makes me. It's a feeling not unlike the regret I feel when thinking back on the stupid things I've done. And just like when I think about that home perm my mom gave me, the Palm Sunday story also makes me totally cringe. Every year, on this, the first day of Holy Week, as we read about the fickle crowds waving their palms and laying down their cloaks and shouting Hosanna in the highest to the guy riding into Jerusalem on a donkey or a colt or whatever, an unimpressive animal. I do, I cringe. Like I'm just a little bit embarrassed for how sure they seem of themselves and how miserably they're about to fail when put to the test. I hear of the celebration that day and cringe knowing how quickly the shouts of that fickle crowd go from hail him to nail him. And I think to myself, they're only hailing him as king because they don't get it. They don't know what's about to go down. So really, it's just like empty praise on their part. That day, the multitude of the disciples, the same ones who will deny 
and abandoned him were praising God joyfully with loud voices for the great deeds of power they had seen. And they were shouting, Hosanna. And praising God is great, but in his famous poem, Murder in the Cathedral, T.S. Eliot said, "'Tis the greatest treason to do the right thing for the wrong reason." Yeah, their triumphant celebration feels regretfully treasonous to those of us who know how this whole thing is just about to play out. So in a way, I find myself wishing I could travel back to that day outside Jerusalem, knowing what I know, and try and stop it. Kind of like I want to travel back knowing what I know and try and stop my 20-year-old self from making just about every decision she ever made. Or at the very least, were I one of his disciples, I like to think I'd be more reasonable and not lose myself in ecstatic praise of the guy right before turning my back on the guy. That's what's so melancholy about Palm Sunday to me. We know what's about to happen. The betrayal and the denial and the abandonment. The monkey trial and the beating and the carrying of the cross. The nails and the spear and the sour wine. We're in on the story. So all that joyful shouting just feels embarrassing in the shadow of what's to come. We may be tempted to think that we are different from those faltering disciples. We may cringe at their so-called triumphal entry into Jerusalem because we are in the special position of knowing what's about to happen. But the thing is, I thought about it this week, and they did too. At least they did if they were paying even the least amount of attention to stuff Jesus had been telling them. He told them more than once what was going to happen. He'd do something really cool, like heal someone or some other act of power, and his followers would be like, hell yeah! And then he'd take the opportunity to just say that he was going to be betrayed into the hands of the authorities and then suffer and die. He kept telling them this. They also knew how it was going to end. We don't know more than they did because he kept telling them what was going to happen. And before we blame the disciples for not stopping it, we should remember that there was one guy who stepped in. One guy who did what my instinct would be, which is to try and stop such a pathetic and preventable death from happening in the first place. It was Peter, if you remember. Peter did what my impulse would be, which is to say, God forbid, don't go into Jerusalem, Jesus. That's where the prophets get themselves killed and and you're too good to lose and too loving and kind for that type of thing. Surely we can do something about this, but Holy Week was an unstoppable march of events. And when Peter tried to talk Jesus out of it, Jesus didn't pat him on the back and say, you know you're right, thanks friend. Not even close. Jesus said, get behind me Satan. Because no amount of improved humanity could have stopped it. No good intentions, no nobility, no sin avoidance program, no piety. Nothing could have stopped this paschal mystery of God and humanity during Holy Week. No amount of super good discipleship or wisdom or hindsight 
would make a lick of difference to God's determination to draw all people to God's self through Jesus lifted high and on a cross. It's the Paschal mystery. So we're no different than the shouting crowds, those that do the right thing for the wrong reason or those who do the wrong thing for the right reason. There's no better class of improved people. They're just people. And as soon as we think the good news is that we know better than those caught up into the tragic events of that first Holy Week, we're mistaken. And as soon as we think the good news is that we now know how to do the right things and for the right reasons, we're mistaken. Because for some reason, it had to happen like this. When the Pharisees told Jesus to stop his disciples from such an embarrassing display, he said that were they to stop, even the stones would cry out. There had to be crowds who shout praise, and friends who betrayed, and followers who denied, and women who wept, and soldiers who mocked, and thieves who believed. It would have happened like this even if the Jesus event were happening now, instead of then. Even if we knew everything in advance, were we the ones on the street, we too would shout Hosanna a few days later, shout crucify him. And that's the good news when it comes down to it, actually. Because these people of the Holy Week story are we people. And we people are the likes of whom God came to save. God did not become human and dwell among us as Jesus to save only an improved, doesn't make the wrong choices kind of people. There is no improved version of humanity that could have done any differently. So go ahead. Don't, don't wait until you think your motivations are correct. Don't wait till you are sure you believe every single line of the Nicene Creed. No one does. <laughs> Don't worry about coming to church this week for the right reasons. Just, just wave branches. Shout praise for the wrong reason. Eat a meal. Have your feet washed. Grab at coins. Shout crucify him. Walk away when the cock crows because we, as we are, not as some improved version of ourselves. We are who God came to save. And nothing can stop what's going to happen. Amen. <laughs>